Yeah, you know what it is. It's indisputable. I'm your host, Rashad Richard. Good to be with you again. We got a lot of news, a lot of news to cover today. Breaking down news of the day, my contributor, Ben Glebe, comedian, nowherecomedyclub.com, and an extraordinary human being. Also, my debate segment, the bullpen, we have Andrew Donaldson, commentator from Young Voices, a bunch of conservatives over there. This person wants to debate me about the mixed messaging of the vaccine, how it impacts Trump and Trump possibly being indicted by a county DA in Georgia. Should be an interesting debate, top news story of the day. Stacey Abrams, the most famous current voting reform activist in the world, snubbed the president and vice president in her state, Georgia, where she's running for governor. They came to the state to talk about what? Voting rights in America. And according to the White House and the Abrams camp, there was a scheduling conflict, but I have the inside. So let me break down what actually happened. So let me give you first the grand entrance of the president and vice president in the state of Georgia, where a voter restriction bill, Senate Bill 202, is now in, has now been passed into law. Well, that bill restricts access to voting in various ways. Joined by Vice President Kamala Harris, President Biden on the campus of Morehouse College and technically Clark Atlanta University, also called on Congress to pass election legislation and a passionate speech about protecting voting rights. So let me say this, his words literally have always been right. He said the right thing during the campaign. He has, he has said and maintained the right verbiage during his presidency. And he continues to say the right thing as it relates to voting rights in the United States of America. Once again, he came to Georgia, he said the right thing again. That's not new. Today, according to the president, I'm making it clear, protect our democracy. I support changing our Senate rules, whichever way they need to be changed to prevent a minority of senators from blocking action on human rights. We told you that on day one, Joe. We said this on day one, get rid of it, eliminate it. The filibuster has to go. So now you see this movement of, yes, we're willing to do it for voting rights. They've done it for other things. They've done it for individuals that they wanted to get into particular positions. They've done it for cabinet members. They've done it for members of the US Supreme Court. They have done this before. It's called the nuclear option. It is time to go nuclear for the American people. That's what we've been saying since day one. It gets deeper. During this, there were protesters, not protesters from the right, they were there. But protesters from the left, you had progressive protesters at the Biden-Harris voter rally event and voter engagement and voter reform event. They were there, they were strong and they were loud. Who was not there? Remember, Stacey Abrams, gubernatorial candidate for Georgia, the likely front runner, she was not there. And according to them, once again, it was just a scheduling conflict, come on. Okay, a coalition of voting rights groups in Georgia announced Monday 
that they will not attend events surrounding President Joe Biden's expected visit to Atlanta, urging for concrete action instead of what they called a photo op. Now, you're cooking. Until that package is signed, sealed, and delivered, keep protesting. Keep being the push and pull necessary to make these elected leaders be all they can be. That's the idea. You are still being told the same message as day one. Until policy changes, there is no letting up on the protest. I agree. Now, I did some digging here. And I found the direct connection between gubernatorial candidate Stacey Abrams and members of the protest. Cliff Albright, co-founder of Black Voters Matter and representatives of several voting rights groups urged Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris to remain in Washington. They said, don't come to Atlanta. They said, don't come to Georgia. If you don't have a clear plan to advance voting rights legislation, that is how policy is done. A clear, precise plan. Some of the groups that urge Biden to skip his Atlanta trip are the Asian American Advocacy Fund, Galeo Impact Fund Incorporated, and the new Georgia Project Action Fund. Wait a minute, that Organization may sound familiar to you, the New Georgia Project Action Fund. Well, guess who started the New Georgia Project? Who's the founder of the New Georgia Project? Stacey Abrams. Literally, her own nonprofit organization was at odds with the visit of Joe Biden. It gets deeper. We don't need even more photo ops, we need action. And that action is in the form of the John Lewis Voting Rights Advancement Act, as well as the Freedom to Vote Act. And we need that action immediately, according to Cliff Albright, co-founder of Black Votes Matter. One of the organizations, as I have pointed out, Stacey Abrams found it, but there's a caveat to this. One of the organizations at the forefront of the elections battle is the New Georgia Project was founded by Stacey Abrams. The New Georgia Project is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. It educates and registers roughly 700,000 eligible but unregistered African American, Latino, and Asian American voters. Registering more than 250,000 New Georgia voters since 2015. That number has actually increased, I got that data from the newgeorgiaproject.org website. On their website, it also lists their new Georgia Project Action Fund, which is the direct agency in opposition with Biden and Harris on their lack of delivery as it relates to voting rights legislation. The NGP Action Fund, which is a 501c4, this is on the same website, engages in local and state political campaigns for the purposes of supporting or opposing ballot measures, referendums, recalls initiatives and candidates for local, state and federal offices. NGP Action Fund makes specific endorsements from school board to governor and gets voters to the polls. That is the agency, ladies and gentlemen. 
who is a leading voting rights agency in the United States of America, founded by Stacey Abrams, was in opposition to the visit of Biden and Harris to Atlanta, Georgia, until they actually have a clear plan and not a clear speech only. My dear brother, what are your thoughts on this? Good to see you, Doc. Thank you for having me on again. Good to see you. Um, it's this is big because it's finally people standing up against the Biden administration, really taking their sweet time as though everything is hunky dory in the country. I don't quite understand it. And even in this speech, I'll even take issue that it was super clear because Biden, a man of the Senate for so long, just refuses even to say the words, get rid of the filibuster on this issue. He says, and I support strongly and fully doing it in whatever way they have to do. I don't even want to say the words. <laughs> His quote is in whatever way they have to do. Uh, yeah, how about saying his his plan is so lacking of detail, he can't even say the words in a speech that doesn't even have a plan behind it. So you understand it while I think it makes, I still think it moves the needle of the conversation to have the president and vice president come and speak on the issue. I think it's also helps move the needle to have these organizations boycott the event and say, come on, step yep. it up. Yeah, I'm actually in agreement with both. I understand the necessity of the push and pull in politics. Definitely, there were many what we would call giants at that event in the civil rights movement. Others that are political movers and shakers, that's great. But you cannot dismiss your activist class because at the end of the day, if you don't have if the Democrats do not have their street team, they will not win not only local elections, they will not win national elections in this country. So you gotta make sure they stay engaged and empowered. All right. 100%, and yep. also they just have dragged their, 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 they've taken their sweet time. It's been a year yeah. to only talk now about voting rights and take it as a more serious issue when attacks on our democracy are happening from day one of this administration and before to wait. 11 months before you're going yep. in and saying we have to reverse these laws, you know, what is it, 39 laws in 23 states or so, or 15 states, a huge amount of laws trying to, to roll back and rolling back voting access in this country. This is a very pressing major issue. I was so surprised to see the article in the Hill saying that they were stunned that the Biden Harris administration even came to Georgia and gave this speech because it's not what the country is focused on. Well, the country has real issues of focus right now because we are distracted by a million ways and a bunch of these straw men that get keep getting put up by the right and that manipulate the air in the room. We need to make sure we still have a democracy and that should be obvious to any administration that cares about the voice of the people. Very well said, and here's the reality, my brother, you know this. If the Biden-Harris ticket, if they would have already delivered voting rights legislation, if they would have already delivered <clears throat> some of these major and massive policies that we have promoted and voted them in to actually implement, Stacey Abrams would have been on that stage with them. This is an update, I wanna show you this video of a man beaten by Gwinnett County police officers. This is in the state of Georgia, here's the video. Kaylee, 
Let me give you the background and the update to this story, an update that just happened yesterday. This was in Gwinnett County. Gwinnett County, Georgia, there's a settlement that has been reached. The incident actually took place in 2017. The initial incident took place in 2017. The young man you saw who was brutally attacked by law enforcement, his name is Demetrius Hollins. Let's put up a picture of Mr. Hollins right after that attack. And he actually healed some before this picture, by the way. Demetrius Hollins was in the turn lane of Sugarloaf Parkway at Lawrenceville, Swanee Road, when he was stopped by then Gwinnett police officer Michael Bon Giovanni over a license plate issue. After Hollins exited the car with his hands up, the sergeant punched him in the face. Let's put up a picture of the two cops that brutally attacked this young black male. Robert McDonnell is on the left, the, uh, is the cop who threw the kick, okay? And Michael Bon Giovanni was the one who threw the punch. Both were eventually fired for the incident, I have more. In September, Hollins filed a lawsuit against the officers. The person who leads the lawsuit is a good friend of mine named Chris Stewart, the former police chief and the county. The case was terminated in December. Court records show, and last week, the Gwinnett County Commission approved paying a $400,000 settlement. Not enough money in my opinion, but it is what it is, they settled to that. The lawsuit accused Gwinnett police leaders of ignoring a pattern of excessive force and falsified police reports involving both of those cops. Once again, their records indicate future potential of abuse. If we had the George Floyd Policing and Accountability Act right now, guess what would have happened? We would have been able to see their profile. We would have been able to access their record. They can access yours, they can access mine. Why can't we access theirs? We actually pay them. It doesn't make much sense, does it, that we can't see theirs? It gets deeper. A grand jury indicted both of these officers. They did get indicted in the assault. Bon Giovanni pleaded no contest in 2019 to aggravated assault and was sentenced to six months in jail for a work release program followed by five months of house arrest, all right? McDonald was convicted by a jury and sentenced to 10 years probation with the first 11 months on house arrest. They really never got the full penalty for what they did. Now remember, here's my contention here, okay? Law enforcement should not be held to a lower standard of accountability. In other words, when a law enforcement officer does something like this, a judge should not say, well, you've been an upstanding citizen all your life. And because of that, we are going to go easy on you. No, it should be the exact opposite. You know why? Because it's the exact opposite for any other profession. If you are a medical doctor and you engage in gross negligence or criminal conduct, they hold you to a higher standard of responsibility. If you are a psychiatrist who engages in criminal conduct or extreme gross negligence, they hold you to a higher standard of responsibility. Only when you are the police do you get a break, only. Ben, thoughts, man. Well, I just want to make sure I heard the story clearly. Mr. Hollins, who was punched and kicked for uh, by the police, he was doing some huge crime, right? And also, I want to make sure I heard it correctly, the, the police officer, this was their first time they had any kind of issues, right, with their behavior. So nobody could have seen it coming, am I right about both those things? Yeah, not even close. Oh, right, right, it was a license plate issue That's that right. we all have done. I'm probably committing bigger crimes right now. <laughs> and I'm free to be on this television screen with you on our on our broadcast. And these officers had a pattern of abuse. I'm sorry, 
I know you need the cops in there. When somebody has literally one incident of abuse, you give them the harshest penalty, the harshest warning, the harshest talking to. Maybe if they get a second chance, at best, a history of abuse. One of these guys had a multitude of events, some very, yep. very large number. This cannot stand. I don't understand how this is some, I mean, justice was served in that they were removed from their positions, thankfully. This is unfortunately a rare instance of justice being served at least to a degree. Mr. Holland's got a settlement. This hopefully sends a message, but I wish not cruel and unusual, but I wish sometimes the punishment for these crimes could be receiving exactly what you doled out. Mm. Kick that person, kick that former officer and punch him in the head and see if that reverberates through the police departments a little bit better. No one's against good cops, we need good cops. People are against inhumane, disgusting pieces of garbage like this and being able to stay at home as your punishment is not enough. While I agree that the settlement was too low, and I said that earlier, just to note for the record, it's the largest settlement this county has ever paid out. So I want to make for a note non for, the record. for a non-lethal situation, which non-lethal is non-lethal situation, correct? Yep. Yeah. Um, there's a student who goes to her school, okay, and she gets left out in the cold because she forgot her mask. Even though the school has a plethora of disposable masks, and by protocol, they are to hand out these masks because students forget things. But she was not given the mask. Let me take you to DeKalb County. This was also another story in Georgia. Many parents in DeKalb County say they have issues with the way the school district is handling the Omicron variant of COVID-19. One woman says her daughter was locked out in the cold because she forgot to bring a mask to school. Mother Tabricia Perry, let's put up the picture, told, uh, told Channel 2's Taisha Fernandez that her daughter showed up to Cedar Grove High School without her mask, despite there being a box of disposable masks at the front door. School administrators would not give one to her daughter and would not let her inside the building, according to the reporting of Channel 2 Action News. You don't have a mask, you can't come in. And they ultimately leave them outside, according to Miss Perry. Perry says, DeKalb County Schools received thousands of dollars in CARES Act money for COVID-19 equipment like masks. So she was furious. When her daughter was denied one, there's no reason why I should be getting a call from my daughter saying, look, you have to come back and pick me up, she said. District administrators told Channel 2 News and Ms. Fernandez that the Cedar Grove High School staff, they have given out more than 5,000 masks to students who did not have them. They added that masks are supposed to be given to how many? All, all students. When they need one, it is a policy. I'm being very straightforward. In 40 years of public health, I've never seen anything like this transmissible and spread this quickly as Omicron, says Dr. Kathleen Toomey. We have to make every effort possible to ensure that children can stay, can safely remain in schools. Now, I'm following this story because 
I have some friends that went to Cedar Grove. I mentor young people that go to Cedar Grove. I was alerted by this by one of those young people at Cedar Grove High School. Here's what's unfortunate. While this one story is highlighted in the media, according to many of the students, that's the policy of this school. The school will literally leave you outside and you are in eye shot, meaning you can see the disposable mask not being handed out per policy of the school. So there's something wrong here. There's a disconnect between administration and their policy and it needs to be fixed immediately because I don't wanna start dropping names on the show. So make sure this is fixed. Our babies deserve all of the protections that they need inside of that building. They're coming to school because it's mandated by the county. So make it happen. Glebe, have you seen anything like this before, man? Quite ridiculous. I mean, it's the extra level of gall. And I use the word gall instead of something that rhymes just to keep it a little clean. But the extra level of gall to have the box of masks within view and say, you have to go home. You can't come into your own school and continue your education is so absurd. It's so ridiculous. It's so egregious right in your face. It's amazing and I'm stunned to see people working at public schools that just don't have the ultimate passion and don't deliver it like they should. I've never seen that before. I've said for years, you wanna fix a lot of problems in this country. What you gotta do is flip the salaries of Congress and teachers, Congress Mm -hmm. and people that work at public schools. You're gonna see problems fixed quick. You're gonna see real public servants then in Congress and you're gonna see people being paid properly to work in our schools and get out some of these bad apples at the same time that just don't care and are there to be vindictive and mean towards students. The only positive is that this child got a day off school. She should be able to choose <laughs> when it happens, but you know, I wouldn't have complained back in the day. And and I want to say this, I love school teachers, I support educators. I was adopted by a school teacher. I owe my life to a school teacher. Uh, But when bad school teachers exist or bad administration and faculty exist, things like this happen and it creates a culture where our students feel as if they are not worthy of their support and their love. And I make sure that I change the narrative. We got more on the other side, it's indisputable stick and stay. What's happening, welcome back. All right, do not forget. The watch list is coming, highly anticipated, starting January 24th. Join J.R. Jackson, live weekdays, 12 p.m. Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for the watch list. This is a new 10-week test series on TYT. Find out what stories you should be paying attention to in the news, politics, culture, current events, sports, and more. So here's what you must do. Make sure you watch live daily. Don't forget to subscribe and follow at youtube.com forward slash watch list TYT and facebook.com forward slash watch list TYT. Ladies and gentlemen, I wish a Karen would. You wanna call the police on them for having a barbecue on a and Sunday? You're gonna feel great, back off! I'm gonna tell them there's an African American man threatening my life. Why would I wait 45 minutes? My food is right there and I paid for it. So let me just give him my food because my Uber guy is still not here. He's another 45 minutes, that's two and a half hours now. Yeah. My food's right there, give me my sandwich. I'm hopping over this bitch, I'm grabbing my food. Okay, I ain't playing, yeah. it's my food right there. All right, I paid for that. All right, let's do it. All right, all right, because I'm going to hop over this bitch, trust me.
Uh, I paid for my sandwich. I get my sandwich. I don't give. I don't give. Give my sandwich. I paid. Call the police. It's my sandwich. I paid for that. I don't give a. I paid for my sandwich. I'm grabbing my sandwich. Thank you very much. Have a good day. Call the police. It's my damn sandwich. You guys, I paid for this. Call them. My name's Rob Haverson. Let them know. Stupid. Pay for this. Hopefully it's my sandwich. You heard that at the end, right? Hopefully it's my sandwich. <laughs> he didn't know that it was his sandwich or not. He just assumed it. But let me highlight a couple of things here. When you go into an establishment, the people who are working there, they are professionals. It doesn't matter if they don't get paid the most money. Because decent people do not equate your human value based on your economic status. Only people who are not decent do that. They deserve respect regardless of why you don't have your food. It was not them who called Uber for you, you called that damn Uber. And if Uber is late delivering your food, sir, you then write a letter to Uber Eats rather than doing what you did by violating those at that establishment. Now, I'm sure you're the kind of person that if somebody would have decided to handle you in the way you came, meaning they would have physically removed you from their establishment, you would be crying that they assaulted you. But let's be honest, the only reason you went back there is because you thought you could get away with it. That's why. They deserve to be treated with respect. And as long as people keep doing these things to individuals who are in our service industries, we will support our service industry and we will support those people who care enough to make our damn food. All right, I know some guys that if you would have came in, they would have said, sir, we got you a special order. All kind of extra <laughs> sauces would have been in your sandwich. <laughs> All right, Ben. Yeah, I mean, instead of assault, <laughs> this male Karen got a salt and pepper packet in his sandwich that he just <laughs> right. he just jacked from this place. Look, it's amazing at the end of the video and he was TikToking it. So who knows if that was just said for the camera at the very end, but I hope this is my sandwich. It's just a lack of respect for people yeah. that do the work, people that are making that sandwich. And also, it's not like it's not like it's the fault of the people working at this place. And it's not a five star restaurant. Even at a five star, maybe at a five star restaurant, you could expect a certain level of quick service. Maybe when you're paying a, you know, fifty dollars for a, for a for for a coffee at the end of your meal or something. I never even understood people have coffee at the end of their meals. It seems like it's gonna it's just gonna keep you up. It seems like a morning drink for me. But this guy's, it, it, it's been said, Karens can be dudes too. Yeah. And like. And like I've said, and I probably will say it in my special next week, we just need a more chill planet without a Karen in the world. <laughs> I love it, brother. All right. Um, my next story is, is not as uh, light as that one, um, it's really heavy. So I need you to prepare yourself for this story. An Ohio man is gunned down because of celebratory fire. I mean, he's celebrating New Year's. This is a tradition in America, like it or not, everyone knows this is a tradition in the United States of America. Well, the police decided to shoot and ask questions never. Here's a video.
going to be, correction, it's going to be 2300 block of 10th Street, 2307 10th Street Southwest. Saw the male's head um, through the fence after I heard the shots. Got on my cruiser, went up to the porch, and I saw him putting the rifle away. Shots fired. Shots fired. Police! Get down now! Police! Get down now! Can't come. Shots fired. Send us everybody. A damn shame. Put up the picture of the man he just killed in that video, James Williams. James Williams is with his wife, Marquetta, okay? This happened midnight on New Year's Eve in Canton, Ohio. Williams, the man who was killed, was firing in the sky, in the air, as were many in celebration of the new year. He was not warned that police were there. He was not told to drop any weapon. They shot indiscriminately, this cop shot indiscriminately into, into that vicinity. <clears throat> the four minute body camera released, the footage released last Wednesday ends with more officers arriving and the family being ordered out of their home and the police entering their home. Here's the second video. Okay. Oh, I, yeah, get him out. He's the one shooting the gun. I don't have no gun right now. Everybody out of the house now. Get everyone out. Everybody out. All the kids out now. Everybody on the ground. Let's go. Out here on the sidewalk on the ground. Where is he at? Hey, do me a favor. Everybody out here on the grass right now. Get out on the ground now. Got it, Daddy? Watch him. Stuffed animal. Can't police, we're coming in. I got mail on the ground. Where's he shot? In the chest. Got five. Hey, check police. Got multiple firearms here. I want you to take notice in this video that the commanding officer is saying, where is he at? Where is he at? Talking about the victim. The reason why he doesn't know where he's at is because the officer who killed him could not explain it. Could not say, here's where the person is at. Because the officer that shot and killed this young man was simply shooting in a direction. There was no criminal aspect. There was no one pointing a weapon at any cop. There was no one trying to be criminal against the police. If he would have said, hey, we're the police, you need to put down the gun. Or at least put on your sirens, hey, police here, 
come on outside, let's talk. Or get on your megaphone and say, hey, police outside, come out, let's talk. Anything would have saved this man's life. He would still be with his wife. His wife would still have a husband. Right now, this very moment, this is why it's so important for us to highlight things like this. When you kill a person, when you kill someone, you kill their potential family. You kill their lineage that would have happened beyond them. You kill the hopes and dreams of their children, their parents and grandparents, those they mentor, their friends. You don't just kill them, you kill a community. Let's put up his picture again. That's James and his wife. He did die from those gunshot wounds. He leaves behind six children, six children. They are obviously calling for justice in this. He was able to utter, I've been shot when this occurred. He was well aware that he had been shot. Initially, he did not know who shot him. His wife said the officer did not announce his presence before firing his gun. We now know that. And she didn't know her husband had been shot until he turned to come inside and she saw splatter of blood across his chest. According to the report, the initial news release Saturday said Williams was armed. When police responded at 12.06 a.m. to a report of gunfire at his house in the 2300 block of 10th Street Southwest, the release said. The officer who was outside his vehicle confronted a subject that began shooting a firearm. The officer, in fear of his safety, fired his duty weapon at the subject and struck him. That's what the report said. The body camera, that footage sheds more light. James Williams' wife, Marquetta, says she joined her husband and other relatives in firing the rifle, as did other neighbors. It was a tradition in that community. She and the others went back inside while her husband stayed to shoot the rifle in the air. This was a tradition for this neighborhood and family. Marquetta said her husband used her AR-15 and fired into the air as they heard their neighbors firing guns into the air as well. He did not have a concealed carry permit, but she does. She said, adding that the gun belongs to her. While the Ohio Attorney General and law enforcement experts expressed their sympathy for the family, Ohio AG blames Williams, saying, and I quote, is stupid. Get this now, there's a man dead. And the AG says, it's stupid. An extraordinarily dangerous thing to do to shoot a gun off in the air. And that's a crime and it can be a serious crime depending on what the consequences of it are. Really? Really? Is it a crime, Mr. AG, to shoot someone who is not a threat to the police? Isn't that a crime? He said the footage does raise questions regarding the circumstance of the shooting, but asks people to reserve judgment until more facts are gathered. (laughs) Yep, I got all the facts I need. The officer remains unnamed. They are doing hide the pickle again. 
You know, when they play that game, I play another game. Let's put up the police chief. Jack Angelo, that's the police chief. And until they release the name of the cop who did this, that will be the face of this murder. Ben Glee, you saw what happened. Even the attorney general after saying this was stupid said, mm, but you know the shooting did bring some question in my mind. Yeah, you, it's just mind boggling how that's what the focus of the statement is. Because yeah. regardless of whether it's stupid, I don't disagree that there shouldn't be a ritual of shooting in the air. But if that's what a neighborhood's ritual is, that is what it is. And this house for whatever reason was targeted. But here's the broader point that is not made is that if someone's shooting into the air and the officer cannot see into that home and cannot see into that backyard due to this six foot wooden privacy fence. The only reason you would ever shoot when you hear gunshots is to protect the lives of yourselves or of the people that's, that presumably that person is shooting at. When you indiscriminately shoot through a fence that you cannot see through, how does the officer know he's not killing the very people he's supposedly even in that argument trying to protect? When you indiscriminately shoot through the window, his wife was standing literally one or two feet away from where he was. The officer got very lucky, if you could say so, in such a tragic circumstance that he didn't kill also Marquetta, his wife, and the kids. You indiscriminately shoot through a fence. So that's not even an argument. The officer just didn't care about the lives, didn't right. care about Mr. Williams' life, just heard shots and said, this is a neighborhood I don't care about. This is people I don't care about, boom, 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 boom. And then identified himself as the police. How sad, this was a, a stay at home husband who had six kids, four of his own and two stepchildren. He loved to cook for them, take care of them, prepare for them. They now don't have someone to raise them, presumably yep. if his wife is the one that has to work and make the money. These are many lives ruined by an act of cowardice. It's extreme, it's insane, but once again, this is why we say defund the police. It's not about taking money away from all policing, it's about reprioritizing what policing means to a community. Everyone should have known on the beat that night that this neighborhood engages in a tradition. That's why community policing is important because community policing would have said, hey, you know, that's James over there with his neighbors. They do this every year. Let's go over there and just tell them to, to tap it down a little because we got some complaints. That changes everything. That one minor pivot saves a life. Mm -hmm. But you don't get there without community policing or an emphasis on it. All right, we got more on the other side. It's indisputable, stick and stay. All right, welcome back, we got a lot of show left. Let me read as many comments as I can. Colorado Blue Blazer regular says, how can Karen be wrong if he is recording himself being a Karen? That's when the Karenicity is deep, like really, really deep. You still will post your own Karen moments, okay? <laughs> All right, next TYT reporter, what part of de-escalating is this? Yeah, um, male Karen, Bernie the Kiwi Dragon says, it's mine, it's mine, hopefully it's mine. Yep, Trudy Lawrence, okay, long jump Karen, stay in your lane, the nerve, yeah. Harry J says, it's always, it, it always disturbs me 
to see them shooting into vehicles or closed doors, fences. It shows a lack, a total lack of regard for human life, it does. Mike V says, Doc, this is the same state that Tamir Rice was also executed by law enforcement, FYI, and it's an open carry state. $2.2, Dr. Rich, I absolutely love your compassion for others. And as a black male myself, it's definitely refreshing. Keep up the good work, sir. Well, thank you for that. I appreciate your support. We appreciate your support. About the mail care and Twitch, Sonic Boom Dragon 23, bro, just get your money back. Exactly. Go on the app, say, take it too long to deliver and get your refund, right? An Alabama police officer has now been charged with capital murder. Let me bring your attention to Huntsville, Alabama. A police officer remains in the county jail without bail after the state police charged him with capital murder. This was on Friday, let's put up his picture. His name is David McCoy, Officer David McCoy is in the Madison County Jail. He's accused of killing a person who was in a vehicle. I got some background to this extreme story. David Michael McCoy, 28 years of age, was off duty at the time of the killing. A spokesperson for the Alabama Law Enforcement Agency said in a press release, the victim's identity has not been released as of Saturday afternoon. The victim's name was being withheld until the person's family was notified, all right? The state police took over the investigation as they rightfully should have of the killing at the request of the Huntsville Police Department. State agents responded at about 11 a.m. Friday to Lawson's Ridge Drive in Huntsville. Police did not release further details. WAFF 48 News reported a woman was shot dead at the Western Ranch apartment complex, which is located on Lawson's Ridge Drive. In a press release on Saturday, Madison County Coroner Tyler Berryhill said an autopsy will be performed at the Alabama Department of Forensic Science Lab that's in Huntsville this week, okay? Berryhill said in the release, the case is being investigated as a homicide. Once the investigation is complete, its findings will be turned over to the Madison County DA's office for potential prosecution. A Huntsville police spokesperson did not respond to questions about McCoy's employment on Saturday. Well, I mean, If you've been arrested for capital murder, you would imagine, Oh yeah, absolutely, the person has been fired for sure. They did not respond about the employment. In a news release on Friday evening, the spokesperson said, McCoy is on administrative leave. Fascinating. Do you know what job you can still have if you are arrested for capital murder? Policing. I can't think of any other job you can still maintain after being arrested for capital murder. And then the judge denies your bond because there's evidence that says you're not the right person to flee based on the evidence presented, okay? You're not the right person for a potential bond because you may flee based on the evidence presented. He still gets a paycheck. He has been arrested for capital murder and it's in Alabama. Ben, make some sense of this with me, brother, can you? 
I mean, that's an impossible task. I'm not a saint. I am here just to provide commentary. I can't make sense of that. Only thing I can say is that I guess it's nice to know that killing is a passion for these guys. They do it even in their off time. I think that's 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 Damn. the only takeaway I can find. Damn. Yeah, we're gonna follow this story because I think based on the information that I've read, there's a personal connection here between the accused killer and the victim. I got a question for everybody. What in the red state hell? You can take a gun, shoot somebody in the face. It's not hard. Sometimes it might even be fun if they're a godless commie. Now, what they're trying to do is sneak the COVID vaccine in your salads. I never had, I hate math. Somebody say amen. Uh, it amazes me, though, her and other. Liberals, uh, socialists, even their ability to deflect from what the issues truly are. And here, her obsession with at least suggestions of them, always oh, gender and sex, even. It, um, uh, you know, I, I truly believe that there are enough Americans who get it and understand uh, what her tactic is, and that is to deflect from what the real issues are. But, uh, yeah, okay, take this issue though with her suggestion of dating and, um, and you know, attraction to someone and uh, blaming her failures on that, uh, that, that obsession with sex. Look how the liberals, Rachel, uh, want to <clears throat> pound that into the public's head that uh, advertising who is attracted to who, what people do in their own, the privacy of their own bedrooms, um, all those things mm -hmm. that have to do with uh, privacy and sex. The liberals, not the conservatives, are the one who pound, pound, pound after that. The ice queen has thawed out Sarah Palin, former uh, governor of Alaska. She had that to say about um, liberal sex and AOC. Quite fascinating because she voted for the guy who said this. Yeah, that's it, with the gold. I gotta use some Tic Tacs just in case I start kissing her. You know, I'm automatically attracted to beautiful. I just start kissing them. It's like a magnet. You just kiss. I don't even wait. And when you're a star, they let you do it. You can do anything. Whatever you want. Grab them by the. Yeah, that was Donald J. Trump, the person she continues to support. And um, she talks about there's too much sexualization in politics. Well, what about this picture? Of Miss Sarah Palin, beauty pageant queen, bikini competition, or maybe this one, the former first lady of the United States. Hmm? Massive hypocrisy. Ben, you can have fun with this one. Well, I mean, that was some of Melania's best work. Same for <laughs> Sarah Palin. They, they, <laughs> they, they kind of peaked at that moment. Um, you know. I think anybody should be free in this world <laughs> to say and do what they want. But you know, some people need to know their strengths. And I think the two of them in particular found it early and then ventured out <laughs> into territory that wasn't necessarily their strong suit. Sarah Palin, the irony of her talking about people not staying on the issues when she's her entire segment talking about something that is not germane to any important issue to the country right. just further proves the absurdity of these people of the networks she appears on it just is laughable at this point and before we get any letters or i do people saying oh are you trying to say that 
these female people in politics should stay in the pageant world. No, believe me, if there are men that are real <laughs> a-holes that had an early start in male beauty pageants or oiling themselves <laughs> up for bodybuilding competitions, I would tell them to stay in their lane as well. This is gender free. This is just an idiocy comment. And yeah. you gotta play to your strengths. Some people's strengths is their looks. So interesting. All right, my dear brother, tell people how they can follow you and check out your great work. Uh, you can follow me at Ben Glebe. I'm on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram all day long. And uh, please come to my next hour special taping in Philly, Jan 20, or any of my prep sets in LA or New Jersey in the next few days to the next eight days from now. Tickets at BenGlebe.com. I'd love to see you out there and support. I will make you laugh, I promise that. Absolutely, he shall deliver. Thank you, my friend, always good to have you on the show. Anytime, real pleasure. Remember, take care of yourself. Take care of each other, take care of the planet. Remember the truth is always indisputable.